So I never uh, asked before, but have you guys ever actually won any contests before? Not not just related to video games, though. Just uh, like actual contests. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not like not competitions. This is I, like well, raffles, I giveaways. So, I won a Sobe shirt that I never got. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. Throwback. Second one. Back. Uh, Lay's potato oh, chips throwback. had this thing for Star Wars Episode One. Oh where they God. gave you this, wait, the original release of episode one this is back in yes. '99. Okay, they gave so you this a, was before the good prize would have been a bullet to the face should have been the prize. <laughs> well, they gave you a little thing to tear off, and you one of them so was like away. a shit prize, and one of them was a good prize, but you could only tear one. I remember that. Yeah, oh my God! And I tore both of them, and I won a backpack out of the good prize thing, and then I super glued the other one shut. Did it work? And mailed it in and got a backpack. They didn't even check that. And it that? fell apart a month later. Oh. That doesn't count. Just like the Star Wars franchise. He still won something. No, that's What'd awesome. What'd you win? I don't think I've ever won a contest. I don't know if I have either. Does poker count? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a competition. I've never won any of that either. <laughs> um, all right, so we're back with part two of our discussions uh, of on shady video game contests. Um, if you missed it, please check out the first part where we talked about a little bit about Advent Rising and its million-dollar Race to Save Humanity campaign. Uh, where players were pitted in a game of hide-and-seek, and as the topic suggests, led to some pretty interesting circumstances. Uh, a lot of rad tunes. Yeah. <laughs> or in more accurate words, uh, led to pretty much absolutely nothing. Um, but today, however, we're going to discuss another, even funnier example, in my opinion, of a contest gone horribly wrong in the world of games. Um, I'm a significantly, well, maybe not significantly, but I'm a little less drunk, uh, Randall Beatrice, and today I'm here <laughs> with Austin Blakeslee. See? Nailed it. Yeah. Is he less drunk? <laughs> less Is drunk. He? It was his name that I screwed up and not yours. And uh, Chris, I, uh, had, uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't kind of screw it up. <laughs> this is awful already, but this is Hot Button uh, of storytelling uh, podcasts about all things interesting and weird in the uh, massive the universe world of, of potato chips. Yeah, the, and uh, Lay's potato chips <laughs> and Sobe water. So before we get started, I do want to point out a correction to my own mistake last week. Oh, I, I know. And, and like He's I said, I had one uh, tall reds too many and tripped over a couple of words. I think I flipped the word hunt and hint at one point when I was talking about the clues online that Majesco was posting. But more importantly, uh, when I was talking about the sharing of codes, I should have stated more specifically that I was, for sharing, I was referring to the sharing of the location of said codes. Um, because I, I looked more into it, and apparently... Even though multiple codes were generated, there was still only one location ever that contained the icon that people were oh, looking okay. for. So I apologize. We're all about professionalism, right? So stop, <laughs> yep, top yeah. journalists around this table, I say. <laughs> um, so today, uh, do we have any fans of Fable at this table? Yes. Anybody play Fable? Do you oh, I like can't Fable. wait to break out my English... A uh, villager accent today, <laughs> if that's what we're gonna be doing. Did uh, did, he's did, a chicken chaser? Is <laughs> all I know about. The, I know you can fart on people in that game. I don't remember yeah, that. You, remember that? you can go. There were also STDs in it. Yep. I remember yeah. the STDs. <laughs> Do you? Also, never played Fable. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever played Populous or Black and White? There's no, like I have played PC Fable. I've played all of them. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but I also have... No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so uh, one thing that all these games have in common is that they were all creations of Mr. Peter Molyneux, 
I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, an English designer and programmer famous within the industry and, and beyond, actually, for some truly groundbreaking successes, both critical and commercial, Please. as well as some serious, like, false promises. Uh, he kind of developed quite the reputation over the years for issuing some pretty overambitious descriptions of projects uh, during production. That by the time that does he have anything to do with Star Citizen? Oh man, <laughs> that that might as well be in like the reincarnation of of Peter Molyneux, just on a, a colossal level. Um, though I, I, his his stuff is a little less mean spirited. Like he just kind of had confidence. Like probably just con- like he had a bit of an ego. Yeah, I bet you can't get an STD in Star Citizen. <laughs> not well, you know, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, by the time the, like a lot of his games came out, they were still pretty good to say the least. Like, but they still kind of fell a little bit short of um, maybe what was initially pitched. And he also is responsible for a lot. Uh, one of the biggest announcements that got everybody excited and then got canceled. Do you remember the game BC? Oh wow, that, that was, was him? Lionhead. I do remember or no, BC. That wasn't Lionhead. That was uh, Intrepid Development. Or BC. Intrepid no, Computer that Entertainment. It, that was the one that was like a... Didn't it take place over like centuries? Yeah, kind of you start out as a caveman and then you... Yeah. Uh, imagine Spore, but maybe like a little more... Mm-hmm. Well, Spore was perfect. Why would you need to change that? <laughs> it, was for the, it was for the original Xbox. Go ahead, Xbox. say something. <laughs> no, talking about Spore. <laughs> so, so basically he had a lot of promises in his games. Yeah. Um, everything from the family system in uh, in the original Fable, like they had this like family and legacy kind of mechanic, and it was your character. And initially, like the, the, one of the big things that was promised that your character could marry and have kids. Yeah. And then like your character would eventually grow old and die, and then the kids would be playable to keep the ongoing like adventure. None of that was in the game when it came out. Didn't that Fable um, Three or something? They tried to explore that a little more later, yeah. I think. Uh, th- and then they had a creature AI system in Black and White, which was kind of like a god game, similar to Populous, uh, a little more. And it was kind of its own thing, but like that was the player was you're sort of meant to have this kind of relationship with this animal god that would like change and respond depending on how you play. Huh. But that it wasn't really as in depth as kind of like real god. I like his parallel. Yeah. Great video game. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you know the story of Peter Molyneux? No. Where did he it, come it, from? <laughs> it helps explain him All as a person. Okay. Uh, I'm reciting this mostly from memory, but basically, the original populace was developed because he uh, worked in. It was in Britain, and okay. like somebody he knew. Uh, told him, you know what's a good way to make money? You should sell some beans. Uh, so <laughs> that wasn't where I was expecting the so story. Sell some beans? <laughs> what is this fucking 1200? So, he formed a company. Trade him for a cow. He formed a company that um, be- packaged and sold beans, and it was one letter off from a company that made games for the Commodore 64. Fucking so, What? A, a company who was publishing a game for Commodore 64 sent him a bunch of dev kits instead of the company that was supposed to actually make the game, and he just lied about it and kept them, and then made what populous. The fuck? What a smart businessman! Yeah, I, I mean, I know his son was also a gamer, and and he used kind of video games as a way of like connecting with his son. Like he, like he, like there's a lot of really sad interviews where like all he wanted to do was like develop a game that like his son would really enjoy, and if he, and if he ever felt like he disappointed his son, he would like consider the game a failure. Jay. 
you know, my son, not a big fan of beans, <laughs> but loves these video game things. <laughs> I know. I don't get it either. I've, been, I've tried everything to speak with the kids. So, you should so, sell beans. So, nobody ever said that to me. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. So, uh, Peter was no stranger to uh, controversy and, and to sometimes undelivering on the video game goods, but... No enthusiastic grand gesture of his was more grand than curiosity, colon, what's inside the cube uh, from a studio from Studio 22 Cans, which was a company founded by him after some falling 22 outs. Cans. I wonder if there's any bean connection there. 20, 22 <laughs> Cans. 22 Cans of beans. He, uh, he also, like, he, 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 he went on record basically saying, like, he was pretty frustrated with Microsoft by the end of the, like, his, rela- like, by the while he was working on the fable stuff and wow frustrated with microsoft well he blames them uh, in some ways for which you know that's kind of seems a little finger pointy to me but uh but this game this game curiosity which they had to rename by the way uh did not be confused with the mars rover which really? is all right yeah which is pretty funny yeah. um uh but they so this company um this was their first game uh and it was this mass social experiment uh, it was this free app on iOS and Android that came out in late of 2012, around November, uh, and it tasked all those who downloaded it to collaboratively and collect and competitively work together to, uh, well, like it's it's kind of um it's kind of a strange goal because nobody really knew what it was. All right. But the setting of the game, and I'm reading this from Wikipedia, because again, I have not played it. Also, did you say you played this? I did. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I definitely want to know your take on this. Uh, but it, it said it, it took place in a featureless and minimalist white room, and in the middle of which, uh, which we looked up a little bit of footage earlier to kind of refresh our memory, it hosted this giant floating cube uh, that was made of billions of smaller cubes, cutely titled cubelets. And um, while there was this white floating text imprinted on each layer that consists of little messages and phrases from the staff. Um, uh, they had like hashtags and notifications and stuff like that that would be revealed upon tapping the said cubes, causing them to disappear, so that the player could continue to dig deeper and deeper, uh, breaking through each surface of each layer, or breaking through the surface of, of of like each layer to come across the next layer below. Um, so what do you just click on it? Essentially, yeah. And, and yeah, I know. So it's it seems simple enough, but like not really compelling or enticing, right? Yeah. So to keep people doing it. And this is where things get juicy. Okay. Uh, the objective of this whole thing was basically to keep tapping and tapping and tapping and tapping until you reached the center of the big cube, where one player, the, 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 the person who reached it first, would be rewarded with a massive mystery grand prize. Okay, one, so it was like all one, collaborative. Yes, like, well, okay. kind of. You were working with and also against people, but like, yeah, the, 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 which creator uh, Peter Mullen you claimed would be, and I quote, and I love this quote, uh, the prize would be life-changingly amazing by any definition. That's what it's, the, it, the prize would be like uh, three magic beans. It could be, be that <laughs> big of a prize. It could be anything. It could be cash, gold, drugs, magic hey, beans. Magic beans. It could be what I I like. I actually wrote down a joke where I expected just be a bust of Peter Molyneux's head himself. Like I thought it would just like this guy doesn't seem vain though. Like that is he? Like he's very self-important. He's a little oh really? Self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. Who would have thought? Englishman, self-important. <laughs> but yeah, so this was essentially a tapper a game, which uh, is, or as I call them, uh, fucking time wasters that you're all that you're all insane for playing. 
But this one had a hook. Yeah, cookie um, clicker. This one had the Y'all mystery remember, prize. Ruin the it. summer, Cookie clicker is awesome. Uh, so wait, Austin, uh, tell me a little bit about playing uh, Curiosity. Like, what was your impression of it when you when you did uh, boring, boring as shit. <laughs> okay. How long did you play um, it? For, would you say? Like, if you looked at the back of the box, maybe like twenty. Boring minutes. as shit. Quotes. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Blakesley. It was literally like you said. It was. I got in on it pretty early because I followed the news and they were like, it's out now. And I was like, oh, shit. And I downloaded it. And it was just a white cube on a white background with a bunch of philosophy shit scrolling by oh, the screen. Man, already, it was yeah. just like, life's what you make it. And I was like, I hate everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then you zoom in with a really, really low frame rate. And then you click a bunch of cubes, and then they give you coins, which you can use to buy, like, Yes, I do have that in here, yeah. They give you more cubes per click, and then the servers go offline. <laughs> and, then, and then you delete the app. That's my experience. <laughs> and then you delete the app. Without that, though, you're never going to know what's in the middle. Oh, no. So, like, like you said, that this they, they had other mechanics to kind of shake things up. Um, uh, like you mentioned, the those coins, which would and the funny thing is, all the stuff that you could buy with those coins were all temporary, so it, it had a very sort of like yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like you got like two coins occasionally for breaking a cube, and then like for three hundred thousand coins, you could buy a pickaxe that would make you t- tap three times the amount of coins for like five minutes. That sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> oh man, what a garbage concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one, like I said, like well, that's the thing. If, he, if this would have just been released as a game, nobody would give a fuck. But but there's more. There's more. So they would keep adding. There's a proverbial. There's a prover- golden yeah. castle at the top of this bean crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, dude. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, um, so they would. <laughs> so they would keep adding more and more stuff like this to the game each week to keep things interesting. Like more and more like. Things you could buy the coins for, also like you could like pickaxes that yeah. you could destroy more cubes with, and firecrackers that you could put them on, and they would blow up entire sections and stuff like that. And each layer of the cube had a very visually distinct look from the previous one, with different colors and photos. And they, when you broke through like a bunch, like it would give you like a clue of what was in the middle, which I couldn't find what a lot of these cu- like these clues were. But like a lot of the, I I kind of thought the game was aesthetically kind of ugly anyway. But yeah, you know. Yeah, um, the graphics were terrible because you need that in order to connect that many people to a phone app. Yeah, well, I, I and this was in 2012. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's playing at the same time. I'm assuming, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it updates very frequently because if you, you know, you can't have a thing where you click on a cube at the same time as somebody else, and then yeah, and then yeah, jeez. Um, How many people were playing at the same time? So I'm gonna get to that, which is kind of okay. crazy, because yeah. like as a, so, this game came out in November of 2012. And then there was like a version two, a big 2.0 update that came in December that had a bunch of features and some statistics and stuff like that. See how like everybody was doing. Um, And this actually kept people tapping like and all at the same time, he's Peter Molyneux is out there spouting off more and more about the game's beauty and purpose. Uh, stating, and this is a quote, there is something we haven't told every everybody about when you play the cube. When you play the cube, you're also doing something else. You don't realize you're doing it, but you're not just doing things in the cube. You don't realize it, but you're doing something in something else at the same time, which is some fucking grade A bullshit. Because none of that made sense. That? I, I took that quote down and I had to read it verbatim because I, like, I don't know what any of that means. Um, 
And I wasn't alone. So like in that, so like when this game came out, there was a lot of critics and other game developers, uh, I think including Tim Schafer uh, of Double Fine, came out and said that he like, you could be overpromising again, man. Like why not like tone down, scale back a little, like tone down the enthusiasm. And he just responded with saying, I don't want to believe less in something. I want to make something that is worthy of the emotion behind it. This guy seems a bit snake oily salesman. It doesn't like yeah, it's not like he bit. developed Fable, right? Like it wasn't he didn't come. He was he like the lead designer? Like what was his? He role? was a designer. Like okay, he, he was like, pretty involved in development a lot of the games. But like like Hideo Kojima, he was uh, and Sid Meier. Like he was top build in a way that like there's there, maybe a little self indulgent. There were a lot of people to keep him in check. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so you mentioned how many people were playing by by. By version 2.0, the game had over 3 million active users. Jeez. Uh, and, and and people were making programs so that fucking robots could play it. Oh, duh. Yeah. Because, of course, it's a tap like this. Yeah. yeah. So it's, inc- it's incredibly, yeah. Um, uh, so the like so the developers like Austin mentioned they could not anticipate the amount of like such widespread interest of the game. They were not prepared to handle the the load. Um, so there's a lot of connectivity issues for a while, um, which made, here's funny, it almost worked in their favor because it made that mystery prize, uh, except to Austin, I guess, seem more desirable. <laughs> um, if I, uh, so, and, and this, like I said it before, but like this was the developer's first game. Uh, and you, you mentioned that some of these people were, did you say somebody went on to, to form Media Molecule? Yeah. Okay. I, that, no, that was from Lionhead, not oh, that's 22 from Lionhead? Cans. Okay. Uh, when, when Lionhead, Lion's Head, no. Big Little Far Big before Planet Lion's Head fan got right shut here. down and Peter Molyneux left, a couple of people left and formed Meaning Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I knew that, like, it wasn't always the, like, the best terms where he would kind of shift his, like, his focus on yeah. after, like, he didn't leave on his best terms of, of working with some teams, but... Uh, his game still, for the most part, did pretty well. Uh, at least, like, like you know, like this one, for instance, was people were talking about it. Um, but it's funny what we learned from from previous episodes is that maybe the first thing that you begin to work on when you start a new company shouldn't be so epically huge that it could pretty much fucking break everything. Like it's yeah. just like, <laughs> like which is maybe not the best way to. Um, it's like a he's a giant too big for his uh, his britches. <laughs> <stalk>. um, <laughs> so so we're gonna rewind a bit just so people have a good time frame from the launch of this thing to the end of the story. Okay. Uh, like I want to give people a good frame, like you know, a good framing of like where we kind of are. November 6, 2012 is when this game launches. Uh, End of the it, world, right around the corner. <laughs> it, it, it comes out uh, on iOS first, uh, which, according to the developers, was actually a day early than the initial November 7th release date, and they didn't know that the game was live until it was out. So, good start. Um, I think the Android version came out a few hours later, and months and months of tapping go by. And meanwhile, they're being pretty cheeky with their campaign about like what they're offering. Uh, and then, uh, and this is this is where it's going to get great. Um, so, in the early afternoon of May twenty sixth, twenty thirteen, this is uh, six months about and a later, and twenty five billion cubelets later. Jeez, I think at their peak they had almost four million people playing. Um, the very last layer was removed, and here is what was inside. I'm going to play I'm going to play a clip 
so it's it's kind of a bizarre sort of exchange. The uh, and I'll get into who basically dug to the middle first. But at the center of the cube was um, an email address, and when the email address was responded to, it linked back with a video. Okay. And it's this four. Uh, it's like a five or six minute video, four or five six minutes. Of Peter Molyneux basically imprinted on this like green screen, just talking yeah. um, about what the prize is, and okay. I'm going to play uh, basically. You don't have to hold it to just okay. like, just so we can. But hear here it. we go, though. This is this is good. This is good. And so, what is in the center is something that only we can grant, and it is the ability to be a digital god. We are making a game called Goddess. The whole game is about being a god to, those, to your followers. You, you, the person who reached the center, will be the god of all people that are playing Goddess. You will decide, intrinsically decide on the rules that the game is played by. And, here's the life-changing bit, you will share in the success of the product. Every time people spend money on Goddess, you will get a small piece of that pie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> It's it's so it's so brilliant. I do, I do also uh, when we were watching that video earlier, uh, we, uh, Chelsea was quick to point out that he fumbles over the takes like multiple times, yeah. and they just went with it. Like 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 that was like the best As that I they did. Knock a mic stand. Um, over. Yeah. No. So wait, the whole point you can win the ability to develop uh, his next game. You were basically in charge also, of the entire like online ecosystem. <laughs> and this was given to uh, like th that was to who knows to who knows the kind of people that play clicker games for millions of hours I will shouldn't say, have the power to control other games I will say the kid and, and I'm going to talk about the, the kid who won I love this kid yeah. like, like it, 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 he, it, this is great so, so basically um, you heard all that right um, they said that basically that the opening of the video states that the experiment is over and was a success and that the contents inside the cube uh, included the prize to be coined the sole all-powerful digital god within Holy the shit. studio's upcoming release much, of another again, video game. Much like real religion, you just keep peeling away layers and layers and layers until you're disappointed. <laughs> like, right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's, so they, the funny thing is the game that, and he, he doesn't actually mention this in the video, of course, but the, um, the game goddess that he talks about is a crowdfunded game. And it's it's the spiritual successor to Populous, essentially. Okay. Um, but he did say uh, this was on top of also being able to reap a small portion, and we'll get into that later, of the incoming revenue expected to be brought in by the multiplayer portion of the game itself. So who was graced with this privilege? Um, well, our lucky winner for the story today was an Eidenberg resident. His name was Brian Henderson. Where's, Brian with a Y. Where's Eidenberg? Scotland. Scotland, Scotland. yes. Uh, okay. Which I guess worked probably in the in the in Peter's favor since he's from England. So yeah, it wasn't that far to fly him out or anything. Yeah. yeah. So this um, so Brian was an 18 year old musician and 3D design artist who we also have to thank uh, for even having the pleasure of being able to see that video to begin with because. 
in the attached email that he messaged, they said that he could either keep the contents, uh, the contents of the cube to himself so that no one would ever know what they were digging for the whole time or make it public. Uh, so, like, there was a tweet posted the day of announcing that there was a winner, but it didn't say it was him. Yeah. So the actual reveal of what the prize was didn't come out until he opted to make it known that same day. At that point, his identity was revealed with, with that clip that we just watched uh, getting shared on YouTube. Why would... That's still up for all of us to see. How do they even give the option to keep it secret? That's so fucking dirty. It is. I also love that that clip is still up there, which is kind of bizarre in itself. Like, uh, you'd think after where the story goes that they would have fucking scrubbed that shit PT style. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, and obviously, like, I'm using the term funny pretty loosely because... From the start, nothing here really clicked for anybody involved. Uh, there was a, there's a great interview in Eurogamer where Brian said that um, he never actually heard of Peter Molyneux. The guy who made the game <laughs> yeah. he won? Yeah. He didn't, like, I assume that video came up and he, he didn't really know who the dude was at all. God, I wish I could do a Scottish accent. <laughs> you have so many things to say. And this was, um, <laughs> the funny thing is the kid who won, uh, Brent, he, he was only really casually into games. He never really fancied yeah. himself a fanatic of any kind. Yeah, he's fucking played some clicker game. Yeah. He probably signed up like a month before it was over. So here's, yeah, so here's <laughs> or like a day before it was over. Here's the crazy thing. And, and he was getting attacked for interviews left and right, obviously, like after this came course, out. Like yeah. Wired, Game Informer, BBC Radio, like everybody was desperately trying to contact him. Yeah. And he had a Twitter before that for, like his own like artwork and stuff like that and his Twitter just blew up like thousands of new followers and everybody was like requesting to DM him because people really love Fable and Populous and that stuff like people actually wanted that prize other people were just like who fucking cares yeah. um, but the, here's the funny thing this is the only reason he ever he downloaded Curiosity to begin with was because he was a fan and follower of the Yogscast um, that uh, it's a, a popular gaming uh, YouTube channel in which there was an episode where Peter Molyneux himself was demoing the game with the crew, and he wasn't—he was just like a follower of of that yeah. channel. So like he he tuned in to watch that video, and then downloaded the game, and he only played the game for an hour before he won. Oh, so, so fucking <laughs> perfect. So there were exactly. other kids, kids playing the shit for probably fucking months. What a waste of time. Think about the guy who built the robot. Like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, so, honestly, this kid was kind of more bewildered and confused than anything, than, than excited. <laughs> And he oh, was right, what's going it on? Because, <laughs> like, like, if you have no context for what the fuck you're doing, imagine seeing that video. Yeah. Just he like, no dude in a clue. suit in a white room just being, like, <laughs> rec yeah, trying right. to recruit him last guardian, or, uh, not la uh, last starfighter. The only, yeah, the last starfighter. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. The only way this would be better is if some, like, old English woman whose, like, nephew just taught her how to use a phone, like, accidentally downloaded <laughs> oh, the app. I would have laughed so hard <laughs> if my mom what? downloaded this app and then was, like, tapping and then it was just Somebody like... Somebody sent me a video. <laughs> and then she just lets it go and nobody ever knows what the well, fuck Well, that was happened. the funny thing. Like, what do you, what do you think, <laughs> what do you think of somebody who won and then never contacted them? Like, That's so great. Like, never actually, like... Released it or anything. Sent the, anything to the email. Yeah, and then, like, millions of other people who were playing the game just have no answer at yes, all. Yes, that's like, so happened. horrible. If that shouldn't be, like, a sign of what, like... It's almost like it's a really bad idea. Yeah. So, he shared a couple texts back and forth with uh, with Peter, and, uh, and it was funny because, he, like, he was congratulated, but he didn't... 
he didn't even really know what goddess was. Not a lot of people did, but like the only thing, like he was looking to, like he was hoping he could appear on the Ogscast channel. Like, like, like that was like, because that's why he he played the game was because he saw it on there. So he was just hoping he could like hang out with YouTubers. Like, yeah, you know, like he wasn't, lo- he didn't. I don't think he was looking to basically run a online game. <laughs> like, I like. But Peter kept responding, and he, and he said, uh, if Goddess is successful, then you're going to have an amazing year. So he's still talking this thing up quite a bit. So what, I don't know, what do you guys know about Goddess itself? Nothing. It's okay. the first time I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Well, not today. But. I know a lot about Goddess, but I'm going to let you get to that. Okay, did you play? I'm assuming you have no... I'm not gonna pay fifteen dollars for a fucking game. <laughs> I'm not either. So, I, I, like, I don't have any huge in-depth descriptions of Goddess. Um, apparently, it was. It's a god game. It is a god game. Yeah. It totally. It, it's meant to be this. Uh, the so what's this mean? Like sequel to Popular. What's a god game? Mean? Top top down. You're looking down on a bunch of little guys walking around like an RTS. Yeah. And then you just like make decisions. You're like, they build up a civilization, and you're like, I'm gonna flood that because fuck you. You play God. You play God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I a better. I mean, I get it, but I don't. I mean, get imagine it. you know Sim City where you're a mayor. Just escalate that by a few levels. Gotcha. So, because Sim arguably mayors have more power than God. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> the, the the funny thing about Sim City, you heard it like, first. Like Sim City, like you can, and I'm a big Sim City fan, but I never really played many God games. But the they give you all these tools to build the city, and then they give you just as many tools to destroy it. And yeah. really, to what end? So, Torment. I guess God games are yeah. It feels good, right? I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> but. This game goddess. Unless uh, there's a god game where I can make a small, scrawny, handsome, but not handsome enough kid from Baltimore <laughs> grow up and have a horrible life. <laughs> where everybody shits a little bit every turn. No, I'm just kidding. And then you take it out on everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. And I give him an AR-15. Apparently the, 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 the player starts out by saving a man and a woman from drowning. And then that uh, player, whoever they choose to save, I guess. Or no, I guess it's these. You save both of them. If this they, were a real guide game, you could choose to save nobody and turn it off. <laughs> they, so they, when you save them both, they lead you to the promised land. Um, they lead God to Where the they settle land. down and build a tent, and then you basically breed them, and then more people get included, uh, and you explore this big world, and then the population grows. And well, you didn't tell me you could watch you people be able to, like, mess Now with this game is a little bit more interesting. <laughs> it's not Leisure Suit Larry, though. <laughs> I am sorry. Uh, and then so there's, you're like, saying like this is the Leisure Suit Larry of God games? They have like a belief system, basically, on like how much. Like, remember that episode of Futurama where Bender's floating through space? That's probably my, one God. of my favorite episodes. So it's like it was. It's essentially that where it's like you're basically choosing how much you want to participate yeah. to like you know of, of how much that would like affect and and. Um, you had worship levels and then blah, blah, blah. Not really my type of game, but like there was a lot of people asking for that and the market wasn't exactly crowded with those. So there was a lot of people that grew up playing Populous in black and white in the 90s and early 2000s and there was some reverence for this stuff, essentially. Uh, but this game was kickstarted uh, around the same time that the as Curiosity like kind of started to go live. And in the Kickstarter page, they said it would take about seven to nine months to complete the game. What? Um, which, yeah. And the game, it was asking for 450,000 pounds. 
I don't know what that translates to in cash. Uh, like about seven hundred thousand. Say five seven hundred. Yeah. Um, I don't know if what the American dollar was in twenty twelve either. If that changes, but this game reached its goal. Uh, it and uh, it funded five hundred and twenty six thousand five hundred and sixty three pounds, uh, and made every stretch goal except for its last one, which was for an Ouya port. So. They lucked out by not getting it. <laughs> I do want to do an episode in the Ouya one day. That would, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that'll that. Be, that'll be a fun one. Um, so here's the funny thing. Is only about a week or so after winning the contest, 22 Cans arranged a conference call with this kid, with Brian. Uh, during a, during the, the, uh, the phone call, he was invited over to the studio, and they paid for his flights and taxis, and they even uh, allowed him to bring a friend along. Yeah. And... After a couple of awkward exchanges between uh, Brian and uh, Mr. Peter Molyneux, they brought him into the studio uh, for him and his buddy to see Goddess. And this is why I love this kid so much, because this interview is fantastic because he is so to the point. And he, he's he's like, I don't know, like he, he, he clearly wears his emotions on his sleeves and just says like... Things, but like it, it, but he also is like very sincere and earnest so about he's it. Scottish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, he didn't use the word cunt that much. Uh, yeah, that's so. more an Aussie thing. Uh, okay, sorry. First of all, you're a white American. You can't say cunt all willy You can bleep that, but no. So it's so it's funny is um, he. Uh, so here's the funny thing is they showed him and his buddy the game, and uh, he was not that impressed. Yeah. Ah, it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, according to sources close to twenty-two, the game was in very was was very early in development and very rough. And this kid, not being a huge gamer, seeing games super early, like seeing any game that early in any stage, like in that stage of development, wouldn't really be that impressive. Yeah. So, if you have all these like placeholder assets and shit, like it's like <laughs> yeah, especially somebody apparently who's a casual gamer, like what's he give a shit? Like yeah, so I don't know. It's whatever to me. I don't know. Now, you how said you used to have a bean company. Now, that's more on my alley. <laughs> you got any stew laying they, around? Apparently. <laughs> This is quoted. They made uh, they made him play for three hours, and he said that it was their choice to get up and stop playing at any time. But he didn't want to be rude. Um, he well, went, and then he went on to basically say, "Basically, that means he sat down and started playing. It's crap." Well, well here's the funny thing: is when leave. when Peter asked him what he thought of the game, Brian said that it wasn't really his kind of game. He said that it was interesting, but he thought it was pretty tedious. And he said that, like, he was kind of already bored by that first session. He didn't... A lot of the games he played were on console. He wasn't looking to play any any game that demanded daily rituals at a computer, which I can fucking relate to, because yeah. it was like... Essentially, this game was kind of like a... It's meant to be kind of like this never-ending, ongoing simulation. Yeah. And it's like this... Not really what he was looking for, I guess. The I wish I could have saw that fucked like, Peter guy's face when he said all this to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, where he's just like, I'm not that into it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm really big into tappers. That's why, I, yeah. Um, he's not even big into tappers. No, he he's played not it for a fucking all. hour, he yeah. said. <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why it's so funny that he won the prize. Because, like, imagine if they, they found some Fable fan who was just fawning over it. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Um, but needless to say, him and his buddy stayed. They stayed pretty polite, yeah. uh, and they brought them in to talk contracts, um, where he was promised one percent of the revenue uh, from Goddess for his role as the God of Gods, is what they called it, uh, which was a part of an online social hub feature that wasn't even developed yet. Yeah, that wasn't in the build that he played. Uh, Fine Print also stated that the studio was under pretty much no time pressure to fulfill any of its obligations at all, uh, and that. Um, you know, basically, 
like they were protecting themselves from what yeah. was to come. The way um, it sounds, it's a kind of a good thing this guy won. Like, it I'm, is. Like, That's why, because he, he basically... What if it were an actual fan who had won? Yeah. Just... Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's anyway, great. And, yeah. they, and they took him and his buddy out for drinks afterwards, uh, except uh, Peter Monty was not there. He had a plane to catch. So Well, that... He apparently that story him. is super interesting. I remember that. How they, when they got drinks or yeah, because like it was supposed to be like it was. I think it was organized by Peter Molyneux, and like the people at the studio didn't really want to do it. Didn't want to go out. Yeah, no, because they're computers. So oh, they, I think they treated it like a work gathering, and this kid and his friend were kind of just sitting in the corner, and nobody was talking to them. And then at one point, one of the guys from the studio brought them over a couple shots and started talking to them to fill time oh, until man. Peter Molyneux got there, which I don't think he ever did. I think he... Oh, they he, were just waiting. He like, showed up and then like was like, I have, I have a plane to catch, and then like immediately left for the airport or something. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's so strange, dude. That is yeah. well, so I, strange. Like, the story that comes out of this is fantastic. And, and like in this, this interview, he... He he tells he tells it all because he he doesn't fucking care. Like it's yeah, like it's like what's the matter at this point, especially like. So what's funny is though, him and his buddy did not leave empty-handed. They gave him a signed poster and a T-shirt, which I assumed read "Sobe Water" on it. (laughs) I don't know what the T-shirt said. That's where my shirt went. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it all went downhill pretty much immediately after that. Like the day after, oh, that? yeah, yeah, that's when it went down. <laughs> well, it was like that was the peak. That was the peak. So what's funny is, uh, it apparently did not take them long to just stop communicating. Like uh, emails started to dry up about a month or two, even less than that after that visit. Like like Brian would keep messaging them, basically just being like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like he just he just kind of yeah. wanted to t- touch back in regularly. And eventually he just got frustrated and stopped. It was like none of his emails were getting answered. And yeah. like so much time was going by and they were not even keeping him updated on the game in like a way that was like distant. Like they weren't even like, you know, so, so what's funny is four months later and he's not hearing jack shit. Yeah. Goddess launches an early access game on Steam. This is in September of 2013. Okay. And um, out of the gate, it gets some pretty disappointing reviews. I think it's like a 60 on Metacritic. Um, and more importantly, though, none of the multiplayer features that were initially promised to both Brian and the fans were in the game when it came out. So what was the game? I mean, I se- essentially, I oh, guess it so was it just was a just... single-player component of the same thing. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really know, but I, I assume it was in line to something like Populous, just not as involved in yeah. the same way that, you know. So. Yeah, so. so. And here's, so the funny thing is, in May of 2014, they made a portable version. The, uh, an app launched on the iOS store as a freemium game. Uh, with the same essential, like... Uh, yeah. It was essentially the same game, but... If at first you don't succeed, essential. try how I'm talking about. That seems to be yeah. the, the gaming Why well, So mantra. At this point, the developers published... Uh, they, they put out a roadmap... Uh, of it kind of, remember when Destiny did that? I still okay. So like, yeah. was I mean, that, a lot of people do. That. Yeah, a lot of people I do. Always that. Remember. I don't know. I, I I guess you're right, but it it just seems there's never really go in the same way that they they say they do. Well, game development. Yeah, they put out hard. a roadmap. They said it they totally were supposed is. to release That's Destiny Two, which is supposed to be a video game, and they did not deliver on that. 
<laughs> I paid sixty dollars for this expansion pack, and my save will transfer over. I don't, I don't know. People say that about Call of Duty. I hate but, Destiny too. No, you don't. You're just. <laughs> you just <laughs> you'll be back. Um, as soon as the Taken King version of that comes out, the Forsaken September Forsaken. Fourth. Help me. I already have it. Yeah, I'll be playing it. Um, <laughs> So at this point, they put out this roadmap saying that the hub world feature of the game was still in the works and that it was coming. Okay. Um, this, here's the thing, though. They're, they were trying to extinguish fires because at the same time that this, they put this fucking roadmap out, they were trying to squash some pretty reliable leaks within the company. Yeah, stating, at the same time, stating, real God was yeah, throwing a wrench into their gears. Stating that all of these features were actually like in limbo due to some serious technical and financial hurdles that they were struggling to overcome at yeah. the time. Basically, mainly only $500,000 and a six-month deadline to create your game. <laughs> and, and obviously, without the subworld, there would be no God of Gods, and there would be no revenue for uh, our buddy Brian, which... At this point, um, like, all he wanted to know was what was going on. Yeah. Like, you know, because, like, he wasn't trying to, like, really be a part. Uh, he just wanted to know, like, what his role sort of was. Like, like, yeah. if, like if they would have actually given him the responsibility, he probably would have tried. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, even if uninterested, he still yeah. won. You know, he seems and, like nice And they, the, the, he finally got a response, and when he did, they said they couldn't tell him when the, when the Hubble will be added, but that... Like when it was, it would be done when it was done. Yeah, essentially. And um, more time went by with no news, and eventually he just said, "Fuck it." Like eventually, um, he he got he got interviewed, and he was just like, "This is unprofessional," and and uh, he he basically wasn't taking shit. Like he basically like the last email he received was from their financial chief, um, uh, Peter Murphy, claiming that somebody else would be getting in touch with him soon, and then they never did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of forgot. Like this, this yeah, kid. This kid went on to live his life. Like that's what I'm saying. He wasn't hung Thankfully, up on it's it. It's him. Yeah, and not like, a super fan. If it were like, a super yeah. fan, like what that would have done to that. Exactly. Person. So like, fucking this kid's like, yeah, whatever. And then just like went on living his life. Like he didn't really like uh, more people in like exhilarated him probably cared more than he did. Yeah. Uh, he was saying it was what it was, and he would. And it was funny because people started to feel bad for him. But he said that he was just like he said that he didn't really care their their reputation of a company uh, as a company was what was going to be destroyed. Not his. Yeah. So like, so he was just like, yeah, let's not lose anything. No, he didn't stand he, to lose so anything. If anything, at all. he just kind of like watched the building burn. Like you know, like but he um, he actually said, and I like this quote. He said he would have felt way worse if it was somebody else getting screwed. Yeah, like if it was so a true fan. Yeah. Like he he's the, he's like I he's like I would have felt bad if that was if it was that person because he was a realist. Like he tempered his expectations from the start. Yeah, exactly. To it not be disappointed. He thought like a nice guy. Yeah. I thought that too. Totally. Like so he you listen to that, mom. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> He wanted the prize, but like he wasn't too upset about out it, at, at, like not getting it at yeah. that point. And um, this interview was 18 months later, so he he was 18 when he won the contest. Uh, he's he was 21 uh, around the time that this interview came out, and and when this interview came out, he had yet to receive a single penny, uh, let alone any of the riches that Molyneux promised. And at this point, he kind of already accepted that he probably never would be. Uh, shit, like, he never even got an apology at the time, which is kind of all, like, he said, like, you know, like, that he wanted. Um, yeah. But all the communication between the two were pretty much dried up, or at least it was, until the person who arranged this interview in Eurogamer with Brian also attempted to get a hold of, of Peter for a statement, and that's when the saris kind of started to come out. Not when the kid tried to get a hold of them, when somebody who was putting together a, an article. Yeah. 
And Peter Molyneux did say, he said, I totally and absolutely and uh, categorically apologize. That isn't good enough, and I'll take it on my own shoulders that I should have made sure that he was communicated with. We will from today onwards do that. Guess what they didn't do? (laughs) Any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't, Didn't they fire the guy who was in charge of communicating with him? I, I know a lot of people were let go. Yeah, and one of them was the person was who was in guy. charge of communicating with him, and then they just never filled that position because person <laughs> Nobody that took communicates over that with guy. a contest winner is not an essential <laughs> role in game development. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Because yeah, so they, they, <laughs> he went on in that same interview with Eurogamer to say that 22 cans was actually in pretty bad shape. Uh, Hold on, my link. I gotta update my LinkedIn. <laughs> and that mobile version. Looking for a company willing to hire a person who communicates with contest winner. <laughs> it's a good job. It's a pretty good game. Everybody else is programming, building assets all day, and yeah. that one guy who's like asleep at the phone. You know? <laughs> he just has one Post-it note in his cubicle that says what he should <laughs> be doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, my internet wasn't connected, and then he plugs in the LAN cable, and he just gets. 14 emails from this kid. (laughs) January, what's going on? February, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Hey, uh, just got your email. (laughs) It's been so busy around here. Um, So what's funny is apparently the mobile version of Goddess was pulling in just enough money to keep the company afloat. But... He wasn't. Uh, he still was claiming that Goddess was one day going to expand its development team again. They were going to get new hires. They were going to deliver on all those promised features, including the hub world. So, you know, yeah, a lot of confidence in this guy still at this point. Like, like the ship is is or the you know is is literally sinking, and he's just like, nah. Like, <laughs> I mean, he weirdly he admitted a lot of it. It's just that he also more or less was basically. Still staying hopeful. Well, um, you have to. And yeah, I guess, I guess you have to. Like, the, there was a lot of things kind of going wrong, apparently, with this game. Uh, Mon, you said that um, Goddess's publisher forced a server switch on them uh, in November of 2014. Okay. Which forced 22Cans to build new tech in order to, like, for people to keep playing the game. Uh, which set that development roadmap that they, like you know, put out by, like, six months. Yeah. Uh, and they said that, um, this is, like, so, and he was weirdly open about stuff like that. So, like, he basically would come out and, and be like, we have mechanics for this stuff, but not for this stuff yet. So, like, they had everybody focusing on the combat, but then you didn't have anybody basically working on the multiplayer, and yeah. they I think they were kind of relying on the revenue to, like, sort of build this into the thing that they initially promised that it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but then he eventually came out and said that he couldn't even guarantee that multiplayer in the game would ever get added. Uh, and then, this is the great quote he had, guaranteeing is a very strong word, he says. Like, there are, ma- there are so many new technologies that we are trying to implement. If it all goes well, absolutely it should happen. I want it to happen. I think we need it to happen. Uh, with all the press that went on with Brian, why shouldn't we make it happen? <laughs> Which is like, like they. So wait, now he's yeah, calling he's up. Like, yeah, he's calling out this poor kid. Like he's just like, shit. If we didn't put this fucking contest together with this stupid cell phone game, we could just say the game's done. But now we gotta add this multiplayer element. And, and thanks to this dickhead who finished the game over here. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't mean it like that. But still, like, why well, bring attention to the kid? Yeah, well, that's like, what I think. Whether is funny. he was trying to positively or negatively, it does not work. In it his was favor. basically like a mate good at the end. 
friends. Like, yeah. you know, it was just like, they're like, they didn't even sound like, he didn't even sound like he really cared about building this game anymore. He was just basically yeah. like, I came out there and said a lot of shit. I guess I gotta, yeah. I don't know. I have, <laughs> I got a new idea. If you are still interested in Goddess and you make it to the end of Goddess, you can become a developer in God Goddess, a new <laughs> game I have coming out. Okay, so I love that you make that joke before I tell you this because um, you're not. That far oh God, off. no, really? No, there, there was no contest. However, so all right. So first of all, uh, before we we get into that, well, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna basically talk about where Goddess is today, and and I looked this up. Uh, Goddess is still on Steam Early Access. It's on sale right now for $14.99. Still packaged with another thing, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and this is what's so good. So as of today. There are eh, about 5,300 reviews on Steam for this game, with the response reading as very negative. Yeah. Um, the last update for the game was in December of 2014, with no hub world ever getting added. And to top it off, in February of 2015, 22can switched focus to make an entirely new game <laughs> called uh, The Trial, which I don't know much about this game. But the development team pretty much acknowledged they could no longer deliver what was originally promised with Goddess. So they just gave up. And Peter Molyneux just abandoned the game to go work on this other one. Wow. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So, basically, this... Uh, correction, it's the trail, thing. not the trial. The trail. Oh, shit. Okay, you are, you are right. The trail. Um, so, what's funny is uh, he kind of almost sort of destroyed his career in the process because he he soured a lot of people on like like he's got quite the legacy and he soured a lot of people on like the ability to make you know to, to follow through on promises yeah. the funny thing is like in that video i pulled up earlier he actually makes like a joke he's just like i know i can be a little but this is real and then like he fucked it up again <laughs> so like so it's funny, it's like, it, he and, and I don't, as of now, I don't think he's ever really made a real comeback or return in, in any, like, real meaningful way. Because here's what gets really weird. So, 20, February of 2015, they announced they're working on this new game, uh, The Trail. And then a year later, in February of 2016, two years ago, 22Can, still around, releases another game out of nowhere t titled Goddess Wars. A smaller combat-focused RTS version Completely separated from Goddess itself, which is what now it gets packaged with on Steam. Um, yeah, which the so the contract for the the lead developer on the original Goddess, I think his name was Conrad Nizinski, yeah. uh, expired in June of 2016. Okay, um, it was reported that there was nobody left working on the PC version of the game at this time, while the freemium mobile version still trucking along with tiny little updates for revenue. Um, which is crazy to me that you can like that Steam still has that game listed and that you can still buy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just another fucking. God, wait, Goddess had a mobile version. You said right. Yes. So wait, I wonder if that kid gets any of the revenue from that. I don't think so. Yeah, probably because not. I don't think it includes that mode. But yeah. he should, considering like there's a apparently like a fucking drip of just enough to keep this company alive that he yeah. I'm sure seeing enough but they need every penny they can yeah, they don't yeah, want fucking Brian like, even yeah, making that 1% of it. it yeah he probably so this is just another uh, mark on the uh, trail of tears for Kickstarter games because uh, not the best uh, you know track record for 
<laughs> Kickstarter games. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, but so as for Brian, uh, Brian's life hasn't really been affected so much of the touch of Molyneux and his grandiose. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, he's off having a pint and some haggis. Is that, some haggis. Got <laughs> playing his bagpipes. Playing his bagpipes. <laughs> the only difference is that uh, I've got more Twitter followers. He says, and even then, it is still gradually, gr- like gradually declined since. He says none of them talk to me or retweet me. So honestly, I guess there's no difference anymore. Uh, friends of his will apparently they introduce him as the god of gods at like parties and stuff like that so that like <laughs> yeah, right, that's, what's that's up. pretty dope yeah. that's pretty dope <laughs> so that maybe uh, people will think he's cool and that's his words not mine because I already think this dude rules um, I mean maybe because it's funny I don't know about because it'll make you cool no, well, I, I, I mean yeah I guess and so apparently a, a, a buddy of his even at one time tried to hook him up with a girl uh with that title trying to say who he was and he said what? he said that it didn't work yeah no shit she's probably never yeah picture a girl who's never played video games hey this is my buddy the god of gods well here's one thing apparently oh, apparently yeah, she well, was actually uh, uh, this guy Peter Molyneux what is Molyneux 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 Molyne. Molyne. yeah he makes video games like this game and this game and he had a contest of another video game where you click and she just walks away like, <laughs> no here's the funny thing is according to him she was a game developer oh really yeah so it still didn't work. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, I like this is kind of oddly poetic here. Uh, he still has the app on his phone, despite the fact that obviously it doesn't work if you yeah. launch it. But he keeps it there as a reminder to himself that uh, of something interesting that once happened to him in the past. Um, a memory that is now fading. Uh, in the final words of the interview that he had with him, uh, and I love this, I'm going to read this verbatim. And this is from Brian. He says, uh, obviously I know what's happened, but it's like, did that really happen or was it like a dream? And then there's a long pause and he says, I don't, he said, I don't care really. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's perfect. It's really great. I don't care really. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. I'm surprised you can read that. This interview was over pints Have you ever seen Scottish Twitter? It's a fucking nightmare. Dude. <laughs> yeah. You can't read any of that um, shit. I will, here's the thing though, and uh, and I, I actually didn't know this until Austin uh, told me, but uh, we're gonna, we are going to leave this with a little bit of an optimistic note. All right. Um, so you you showed me the game uh, Ali Ali at one point. Yes. Yes, and that is who's the developer of that game? A uh, Roll Seven. Roll Seven. Okay. It's a two D skateboarding game. Nice. It's pretty so it's dope. like a side scrolling yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Was it initially just on PSP and then it kind of went out? Vita. Vita. Okay. And then it, yeah, and then it went to PC and PS4 and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, they went on to develop a game called Not a Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Not a Hero is a uh, is that a 2D side-scrolling shooter, cover shooter. It's weird, but okay. it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, what does this have to do with anything? They so they apparently uh, included him as a playable character in that game. No shit. That's kind cool. of giving kind of giving him the thing that Peter Molyneux never did. Instead of introducing yourself as the god of gods to uninterested women, you could just say like, "I'm in this <laughs> game." So here's the funny thing, though, and it's just like the. They they actually went all out for this kid. They um, they made him as a playable character in this game, but then they also promised him one percent of all of Ali Ali's sales. Like they didn't, yeah. Like they didn't need to do that. Like they reached out to him after this interview went out. Although technically, I think Devolver, 
who published Ali Ali and Not a Hero okay. is the one that gave him the share of the profits, not Roll 7. I love Devolver. But nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, That's great. What that was, which is there. such a Devolver move. That yeah. is a Devolver move. <laughs> to give somebody else the profits of your game based on some other story. Some like joke story. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, That's according to him, they said the studio is sympathetic and immediately said they do it. No hesitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's that's so good. Um, so at least that's kind of like a little bit of a sweet ending there, rather than just you know him yeah. sort of fading into obscurity. He was ready, dying to. like the rest of yeah. us. Um, but I don't know if you guys have any other uh, questions, comments, anything like that. But I think Goddess is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's my comment. Side scroller Tony Hawk. I forgot what we were talking about. That's more important. Ali than Ali is awesome. Oh, better yeah. than Goddess. Ali better Ali. than Goddess. And yeah. pro- and better than. Um, Curiosity, what's inside the cube? Yeah, you can't do kickflips with curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that concludes uh, that concludes uh, part two of Shady Video Game Contest. Stay tuned next week for part three. Uh, we're going to talk about Just Cause and its uh, famous tropical island giveaway. That's going to be a good one. Um, and I know hey, I, I meant I probably mentioned before that this was going to be two parts, but it's three now. So it's it's our yeah, show. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for the support also. And yeah, so the moral it. at the top of the beanstalk is don't... <laughs> Don't accidentally get developer kits. I mean, you never made a joke about pouring sobe water in those magic beans. Because it wouldn't work, okay? <laughs> magic beans are already magic. If you put more magic on top, it cancels it out. Do, do you think Read that, a magic book. Do you, do you think that Peter Molyneux could grow a good game out of it? <laughs> I think he should have stuck with beans. It sounded like it was pretty successful. Here's the funny Arguably thing. more money and less stress. <laughs> I, I do believe that there is a not yet announced but hinted at Fable Four in the works made by. I was really hoping you were going to say like a 10. godlike bean game. <laughs> uh, we wanna, you want to plug our uh, yeah, Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, follow us on Twitter if you want at Hot Button Cast, and you can follow Randy at uh, Restart, Restart Randy. Randy. Thanks for Got the, that one. Yeah, uh, the correction. Austin Blakesley and I'm Chris I something. Uh, and if you like all this. Shit, you can we apologize. To... There was no Fortnite reference in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucked yeah, up, you're Austin. Right. You're right. There's cubes in Fortnite. <laughs> that's, there my, you go. that's Minecraft. <laughs> but you can build in Minecraft, and you can also build in Fortnite. <laughs> there you go. We did it. Yep. All right. Yeah. If you like all this stuff, uh, look at the other stuff already. Antics like live quests and garbage dump and whatever else. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.